He's been good to you. Somebody give him a Psalm 150 praise and praise him according to his excellent greatness. Come on, however good he's been to you, uh, you ought to take at least 60 seconds right now and release the praise. Uh, come on, release the praise uh, that can testify uh, that God be good to me. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, oh, come on, somebody. Uh, he's been better to some of us uh, than what we're praising him tonight. Uh, come on, I gotta give him praise. Uh, said I gotta give him praise uh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus uh, and all he's done for me. Uh, my soul uh, Christ hallelujah come on one more time somebody give him a shout tonight Woo! yeah yeah Woo. in one place Jesus said if these hold their peace the rocks are gonna cry out I don't know about you tonight, but ain't no rock going to take my place tonight, baby. I said, ain't no rock going to take my place tonight. I've got to give him praise. Woo! Anybody thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Clap your hands one more time and magnify the Lord with me. Amen. You can be seated for just a couple of moments tonight. I'm so grateful to be in the house of the Lord. My goodness, did we not springboard this week from Sunday into an incredible miracle of God in this place? Anybody beside me just been walking in the glory of God from Sunday around here? Amen. If you, for some crazy reason, were not here on Sunday and you were not streaming online uh, then you are late to the party and you've got to get online and get caught up with what the Lord did in this house Sunday. I'm telling you, God showed up in such a powerful way with divine direction and a divine word for this house. We were privileged by the, uh, to experience uh, the ministry of Bishop Wilson. Amen. Amen. And uh, God did some amazing things. I think we had five people baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost on Sunday. <laughs> Amen. And uh, I'm just so thankful for what the Lord is doing in this house. To all of our guests that are here tonight, we're so glad to have you in the house of the Lord. Would you help me one more time? Put your hands together, church. Come on, help me make our guests welcome in this place such an honor to have you in the house of the Lord, and uh, we're glad that you're here tonight. I mentioned this Sunday, uh, but just want to mention it again, and for anybody that may have not been here, we, we want to give a great big welcome to the, the Liggins family, uh, who is brand new to the Rock Church, and Sunday was their first time to be here, and uh, we're so glad God blew them all the way to Southwest Florida all the way to paradise. Not everybody makes it all the way to paradise, but they made it. Blessed and highly favored. And we're so glad they're here. Welcome home uh, to them and their precious sons. 
Brother Kale and Brother uh, Clint. And uh, man, something's on these boys. I walked up to them tonight. Brother Clint said, where's your notes so I can preach? I said, come on, somebody. Uh-huh. I'll hand you my iPad, man. Let's get with it. We believe in our young people around here. Amen. <laughs> and uh, I'm thankful for what the Lord is doing in this house. What an awesome week we have in front of us. Great expectation. And uh, if you'll stand with me all across this house, I'm going to be as expeditious as possible tonight uh, without neglecting what I feel like the Lord uh, would have me say to this house. And um, we are in a, an, an incredible time and season in this church. A powerful, powerful, dynamic thrust of revival in this place. Uh, we have... Uh, I've been working with Brother Godwin. He is going to be here, uh, I think it's a week from tonight. I think a week from tonight. He's going to come in for a couple of Tuesdays, and then he'll be here for an extended time of revival. And uh, God has laid some things on his heart uh, that he is going to begin imparting to us starting next Tuesday night. And uh, how many of you just excited to be on track with what God is doing in this house? Amen. And uh, between Brother Godwin and, and the way the Lord used him and then Bishop Wilson this weekend, uh, there is such a palpable, uh, palpable touch of God on this season of this church. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss any part of it. I don't want to miss any of it. Anybody else feel that way tonight? The song said, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. Anybody else feel that way? Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. And uh, that's how I feel tonight. I don't, wanna, I don't want anything to happen. I don't want to be on the sidelines. I don't want to be on the bench. I don't want to be. I want to be right in the middle of it. Amen. And so I, I, I don't know how much that I'm really preaching tonight. I, is it all right if I just, just talk with you all for a few minutes tonight? Is it all right if I just share a few things that are that are on my heart tonight because for where the Lord is taking us right now, tell your neighbor right now, it's happening. We're not waiting. We're already on the train. It's already moving. And for what the Lord is doing right now in this church, I, I want to make sure that we, we, we don't do anything to jeopardize what God is doing. Amen. And so there's just a, just a few things. I'm just, I'm just going to ramble a bit tonight. I just want to talk to you about uh, a few things. I, I, I put a title together just so the media team would have something and you all would remember our talk tonight. But, but uh, we, we're just going to talk a little bit tonight. Is that all right? Now, I, I want to I read from the book of Genesis, chapter number 11. And I want to read a portion of Scripture that I just preached from. 
a couple of weeks ago. And I'm not going to re-preach that message tonight, uh, but I want to begin with this scripture and even the context of what I did preach uh, as, as just a launching point for what I want to talk about tonight. Uh, so go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 11, <clears throat> and I want to read verses 1 through 6. It says, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. Particular attention to this next verse. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do. Anybody remember me preaching this couple weeks? Whatever it takes, I'm all in. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Nothing that's in their heart to accomplish shall be restrained from them getting it done. And for just a, just a few moments tonight, I'm just rambling, talking. I want to talk to you from this idea tonight. Ain't no stopping us now. I know that's bad English, but that's good preaching. Turn around to three or four people standing around you and tell them, ain't no stopping us now. Uh, I came to declare it in this building tonight. I might not just be preaching to people. I might be preaching to the spirits of the city. I might be preaching to some demons of strongholds. But I, I came to declare a word in this building tonight uh, that ain't no stopping us uh, now. Oh, devil, you should have killed me uh, while you had the chance. Uh, but I'm on my way now. Uh, Devil, it's too late. I've got my mind made up and I got my feet on the rock. And ain't nothing in or out of hell that's gonna stop me. I came to get every promise. I'm coming after every miracle. I'm coming after every blessing. I intend on possessing uh, every land that God's uh, I just need uh, about 50 radical people tonight uh, that are ready for the blessing of God in your life. Uh, ain't no stopping us. Uh, my, my, my. Clap your hands and give God a shout of praise one more time if you believe that tonight. acting like you're ready to preach hallelujah you can be seated I'm just talking tonight I'm just talking for a few minutes tonight 
you must understand that over and over again, the scripture uses the terminology concerning our enemy. It uses the terminology adversary. The word adversary simply comes from the same place that we use the word adverse, which simply means to be opposed to something or somebody. To be adverse to something means that it is going one direction and you are standing in opposition to it the other direction. There is a reason why the scripture declares our enemy as our adversary. Your adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. How many of you understand at this point in time in your walk with God that the devil will always try to oppose whatever it is God is doing? He's an adversary. He is going to work against it. And, and, and you understand that, that, that he has no power that, that, that God has not allowed him to use. He is not in control of anything. Uh, as, as, as a matter of fact, I, I, I like to use the example of Job. You understand that at no point in time in Scripture, at no point in time in Scripture was there ever dialogue between Satan and Job. Job never even opened his mouth to speak to him. Because he was constrained by God in his actions. And, 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 and so you, you have to understand that anytime the enemy is, is trying to talk to you, anytime he is speaking, anytime that he is, and, and, and let me stop here to say that when, when I talk about the adversary speaking, you understand that he'll use any mouthpiece that he can. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're, you're probably n never uh, going to have a manifestation of a demonic image with, with horns and a forked tail that, that comes to you and begins to speak to you saying, oh, rah. But he'll, he'll use vessels. He'll, he'll influence people. He'll, he'll find people that he can, he can work. That's what he did when he opposed Jesus' ministry. The Bible said that Satan entered in to Judas. He found a, a, a person that, that he could manipulate, that he could. And so it is the same way in the kingdom of God, that, that the enemy will use any avenue that he can to try and oppose you. But you've got to have a made-up mind in your spirit that it doesn't matter what comes against me. It doesn't matter what I face. I've got a promise and I've got a word from God. And there's nothing that's going to stop me. Come on, I need some help in this place tonight. If you're going to obtain the blessing of God, if you're going to walk in the favor of God, if you're going to have the dominion of God, there's got to be something that gets on the inside of you that says there's nothing going to stop me from being what God wants me to be. There's nothing going to stand in the way of me accomplishing what God has called me to accomplish. And so it should be of no surprise to us and I'm just going to jerk the cover off tonight, that with the great anointing and call and mandate of God upon this church, there's going to be all kinds of things that try to oppose what God is doing in this house. 
Now, I'm not saying this for anybody to be afraid. As a matter of fact, the only person who ought to be afraid tonight is the devil and his imps. I just came to jerk the cover off of him tonight. I just came to rip the mask off of him tonight. I just came to expose his nasty little self tonight in this place. The Bible says we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. And I'm going to come back to that in a moment, but, but there are things that will simply try to oppose how God wants to work in this house. Now, when I talk about God wanting to work in this house, don't think of the church as some entity outside of yourself. I want you to put your finger on your chest and say, I'm the church. Come on. Now, I see some of y'all not doing it. Put your finger on your chest and say, I'm the church. So when we talk about God opposing uh, or, or the enemy, the adversary opposing the church, it, it means he opposes God's people. He opposes God's people. And so I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you, we're, we're, tonight's a little bit of a, a, a battle strategy night, okay? Because there's going to be some things that come along the road that are going to try and oppose you and God's call on your life to be what he wants you to be in this house. And you've got to have a made-up mind. You've got to have a predetermination you got to count the cost now. you got to make up your mind right now. I, when it gets here, it's got to know that I'm ready for it. I, I'm ready for the trouble. I'm, I'm ready for the opposition. I'm not, I'm not going to get caught off guard. I'm not going to get caught sleeping. I, I'm not going to get caught stepping. When the enemy comes, when the trouble comes, it's going to find me standing on my... When, when the storm shows up, uh, you got to be waiting for it at the door saying, I've been waiting for you to show up. Uh, Come on, somebody, when, when the struggle shows up on your door, uh, you can't go running and hiding. You got to be waiting on the front porch uh, saying, I've been expecting you to. I'm ready. And so when those times come, you've got to have a, a, a focus and a revelation that understands I've got a job to do in the kingdom of God. I've got something I've got to do in the kingdom of God. And there's nothing that's going to distract me from doing it. There's nothing that's going to. Sister Camille, ain't no car wreck going to get me off my game. Ain't no accident going to. The devil tried your husband and couldn't get him, so he thought he messed with you. Guess what? He's 0 and 2. And the Lord is still undefeated. And it confuses the enemy uh, when he plots and he plans, uh, and yet you show up in the house of God, uh, and you're not depressed, uh, you're not discouraged, uh, you don't have a frown on your face. As a matter of fact, uh, you're running the aisles a little bit extra. Uh, you know what? I wasn't planning on dancing tonight, uh, but if the enemy's going to mess with me like that, uh, I'll just praise him a little extra tonight. Uh, the enemy doesn't know what to do with people uh, that understand stand ain't no stopping us uh, now I wish I had somebody in the building uh, that understood what I was saying tonight Woo. 
And, and that's the kind of mentality that you've got to come to life with. As a child of God, we have no business walking around defeated. Oh, I feel my help coming on. As a child of God, we have no business walking around with our head hanging down and confusion in our mind. And if I come on, somebody, I don't care what life has dealt you, we serve a God that's bigger. I wish I had a hundred people that would testify. Uh, he's bigger uh, than your. He's bigger than your sickness. Uh, he's bigger than your financial challenges. Uh, he's bigger than your relationship challenges. Uh, he's bigger than it. So it doesn't matter uh, what you're facing. Uh, your God has never changed, uh, and He's still worthy of the praise, uh, and He's still worthy of the glory. Uh, and either you believe the word of the Lord or you don't. Uh, Romans 8, 28 says, For we know uh, that all things uh, work to... Hey! I don't like my car being over in a junkyard with a big dent in it. But you know what? It's working for my good. It's working for me. Uh, my trouble is employed by me. Oh, somebody ought to get a hold of that. Right? I don't like being sick right now, but guess what? Uh, it's working on my behalf. I don't like these struggles I'm dealing with right now, but guess what? Uh, when it's all said and done, I'm going to look back uh, and say to God, be the glory uh, for the things uh, that he has. I wish somebody would declare ain't no stopping us. Uh, the revelation is so powerful in one place, the Bible declares, Speaking of the children of God said that the more they were afflicted, the more they grew. It didn't say despite their affliction, they still grew. It said that their growth was attached to their level of affliction. Oh, see, some of y'all ain't getting that. Their growth and their blessing uh, was in direct proportion uh, to the level of affliction that came. So in other words, if you can survive the struggle, uh, then maybe there's a blessing on the other side of it uh, that is in direct proportion uh, to your affliction. Uh, the greater the struggle, uh, the greater the blessing. Uh, come on, somebody. The greater your challenges, uh, the greater the promise is uh, that you just got to change your perspective. Uh, and instead of giving up, uh, and instead of going defunct uh, or pulling off broken on the side of the road, uh, you got to learn how to rejoice uh, in the middle of your struggles. Uh, you got to learn how to give God the praise uh, in the middle of what you're going through uh, because you've got a revelation uh, that ain't no stopping us. Uh, now, I wish somebody in this building uh, that believed the word of the Lord would give him a praise. Uh, I wish there was somebody that believed the Bible uh, when it says no weapon uh, that is formed against you uh, shall be able to So you got to learn how to rejoice in your situations 
You've got to change your posture. For this season of what God's doing in this house, you got to change your posture. It's time to break the cycle of every other month, every few months, uh, the up and down roller coasters. Uh, you got victory one minute, uh, you're down in the mully grubs the next. Uh, you're shouting one time, uh, and then you want to backslide and you want to quit everything the next. Uh, you're praising God one season, uh, and in the next season you want to resign from everything. That Come on, somebody. Uh, that's not how God designed you to live your life. Uh, you're a child of the king. Uh, you got the power of God inside of you. Uh, you're more than a it's time to man up against the devil uh, and let him know once and for all uh, tricks are for kids you silly rabbit I'm done with your tricks I'm done with your dilemmas I'm done with your strategy you tricked me for the lie I fell for it for the lie I gave in for the last time I'm never falling for that again I'm never gonna fall for that come on somebody it's time to live a life of perpetual victory the writer said that we're more than conquerors. Y'all have heard me preach it? That phrase is hooper nakeo. Hooper means hyper. Not like a... Like some of y'all kids that need a spanking. <laughs> no, sometimes hyperactivity just needs to be challenged and, 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 and channeled in the right things. But not that kind of hyper. Hyper... As in like hyper speed, beyond the normal. Hooper, Nikeo means victory. Y'all remember? That's where the company Nike got their name, Nikeo, Nike. When people say their name, they're saying victory. We are more than conquerors. We're Hooper, Nikeo. My God, if some of y'all had that revelation, you wouldn't be sitting on the pew tonight uh, like you just drank a whole gallon of Pepto-Bismol. Uh, but you'd be up on your feet tonight giving God the praise uh, and saying, come on, uh, I'm ready for this year. Uh, I'm ready for the victory. Uh, I'm ready for the promises. Uh, I'm ready for the blessing. You ain't going to catch me dragging my lip on the floor. God's been too good to me. And I don't care what I'm facing. I don't care what some detractor said about me. I don't care what some haters said about me. Uh, I ain't got time for the distraction. Uh, I said I ain't even got time for the distraction. Uh, God's been too good to me. It's time to break dysfunctional cycles of insecurity. So many, so many times we deal with proclivities in our life that the root of them is fear. That's all insecurity is. It's fear. It's believing something inside of you that says, I'm not good enough. I'm not as good as it. So then that branches out into all kind of distorted perspectives. Well, I just don't fit in. The devil is a liar. I, I, I 
I'm just not good enough to do that. The devil, that's exactly what the devil wants you to believe. I'm going to preach that again. Uh, I, I just don't think I can handle uh, being able to do that, Bishop. I, I don't know that I'm cut out for that. The devil is a liar. You got to shut down the voice of the enemy in your life. I'm more than a conqueror. Of course the enemy wants you to quit. Of course he wants you to give up. Of course he wants you to turn around. He's the adversary. But you got to declare unto him, ain't no stopping me now. Woo! Ain't no stopping me now. You got to get that in your personal life. Paul said, who shall separate us? He had to sit and contemplate. He had to be proactive in, in, in setting his mind to the right state of mind. He said, shall tribulation? A am I going to let struggles every time they come cause me to become defunct? No. Shall tribulation or distress? Now, nobody raise your hand, but how many times do you say, I'm just stressed out? I'm just stressed. That's distress. Paul had to put it on the table and say, am I going to let that separate me? He was calculating his, he, he was being calculating in, 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 in measuring his, his opposition. Shall, how about persecution? Here's what the devil tells him. Nobody likes me. I'm being persecuted. Nobody likes me. I just don't fit in. Nobody likes me. The devil's such a liar. It's fear. Somewhere you got to grab a hold of the horns of the altar uh, and say, devil, I ain't buying that lie another time. Uh, I'm not letting my life keep spinning out in dysfunctional activity because they persecute me at my job. Ooh, you know what the Bible says? That you ought to rejoice if you're being persecuted for his namesake. Thank God that my light shines bright enough uh, that they recognize who I am. I'd be worried if they didn't even did think of me different than anybody else. There's a distinction between me uh, and everybody else. Come on, somebody. Don't walk in the HR department office and tell them all your mind. <laughs> that ain't the anointing. You know what you do? You walk in there with a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts and say, God's been so good to me. I'm so blessed. I just wanted to share the blessing with you. Oh, I couldn't buy an amen to save my life right now. And the next week, bring five dozen donuts and say, my God, I love it. God's been so, I thank God for this job. Man, he's a provider. Thank God. Aren't you so excited? My God. That's what you do. Who's the leader, them or you? 
As long as you're reacting to everything, they're leading you around. You got to change the tables. I'm just talking to y'all. Persecution or famine. How many of you have lived life long enough to know that sometimes there's seasons that seem like famine? I, Sister Tabitha, I don't, I don't know if I have enough. So what are you going to do when those seasons come? Are you going to ditch the promises of God, the word of God from your life? You're going to start not being faithful to the kingdom of God in your time, your talent, and your treasure? That's, that's a testimony of your faith in God. Who's, who are you leaning on, the arm of the flesh, or are you leaning trusting God? Come on. You, you got to make up in your mind right now, ain't nobody, ain't nothing stopping me. Ain't no stopping. Shall famine? Nope. Nope. Matter of fact, the tighter it gets, the more generous I become. Come on, the tighter it gets, the more generous. I've been there in my life and said, well, that's not enough to pay all my bills anyway. I'm just going to give it to God. He can do more with it than I can. Instead of eating my lunch, I think I'll just give it, put it in God's hand. And then when I walk away, I'm going to have 12 baskets full. See, I need some people to get a hold of that right now. Shall famine? No. Mm. Or nakedness? Or peril? Or sword? He says this, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Uh, no, he said, in all these things, we're hooping the kale. And then I love what he said in the next two verses. He said, for I am persuaded. That's what some of us, uh, that's what God has me doing tonight. Some of us need fresh persuasion in this building tonight. You got to get a fresh mindset. Some of you all have, got, have grown cold uh, in your walk with God and your persuasion uh, of understanding and the revelation of who you are in Christ. Uh, you got to get it back in your mind. You got to get it back in your spirit. Uh, I am persuaded uh, that neither death nor life. Let me talk about that for a minute. Because sometimes... There's a level of nobility that comes to rising up against the threat of death. I don't care what they do to me. I'll be a martyr for Christ's sake. It is finished. <laughs> the threat of failure, the threat of losing all those things. But how many of you know failure has killed its thousands? But success has killed its ten thousands. It wasn't just death. It was life. If the enemy can't destroy you by famine and lack and threats, he'll destroy you by prosperity. Yeah, that's a lot less popular to amen over right there. If he can't destroy you by, by the struggle... Then he'll put so much in your hands, 
to see if you forget about the God that blessed you. Some of us were real faithful when life was right here. But the more God has elevated you, you have found yourself struggling with being faithful to God. See, I told you. It, you got to watch that same enemy in your life. You got to stay centered. And remember, everything I am, everything I have, it came from God. Why in the world would I ever, uh, just why would I ever compromise uh, my commitment to the kingdom of God uh, because of the blessing? No, 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 no. I'm never going to worship uh, the blessing more than the blesser. Uh, I'm never going to come on somebody, uh, neither death uh, nor life. It's going to come. It's going to come. I'm preaching all this because the enemy will try every angle to try and thwart the momentum of what God's doing in the church. To try and distract the people of God from, from, from. it's hard to be faithful teaching Bible studies when you're, when you're distracted with all this other junk in your life. It's hard to spend time with new converts and disciple them when your life is spinning with all this Come on, come on, somebody. It, it, it's easy because it's easy to, to, to let the flow of blessing become restricted through your life when you get caught up with some of this stuff. And the enemy is, he's going to try it. But we got news for him tonight. Ain't no stopping us now. Ain't no stopping us now. <laughs> Nor angels, nor principalities. Man, let me stop there at that angels part for a moment because that seems out of context a little bit. Why would angels be listed as part of the things that separating us from God? I mean, I thought angels were just, you know. Well, there's, there's a couple of things. Can, can I just break this down in a simplistic way tonight? An angel is just a messenger. That's what the word angel means. A messenger. As a matter of fact, in the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and chapter 3, God uses the term angel when he is addressing the pastors of the seven churches to the angel of the church. The Bible talks about uh, angels that, 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 that were not angels sent from God. How many of you remember there was a third of the angels that fell from heaven? And there's, you know, that, that's why when... When, when I'm dealing with Mormons and they say that an angel named Moroni, <laughs> who was full of baloney, came to them. I don't disagree with them. I say, I believe it. There was an angel that came to them. He was a demonic angel of deception named Moroni. But, but let, me, let me digress from the context of that for just a moment. You've got to be careful of what voices you entertain in your life. I'm going to say that again. You've got to be careful about, about the messages you receive from people. It's just like your phone, you know. You, 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 you ever had somebody who, who, who was just sending inappropriate things to you? Of any kind. And, and, and they wouldn't stop. 
stuff that got you angry, that violated your conscience. That, I mean, anybody beside me ever had? What, what do you eventually have to do? Huh? Block them. I think that's at least the sound I think in my mind with my phone when I do it. You got to block them. Why? Because I, I'm not, I, I, not going to receive those kind of messages in my life. Remember, the enemy will use anybody he can. The enemy knows how to, how to do inside jobs really good. <laughs> See, because the guy at the job <clears throat> that's, you know, got a nose ring and whatever, whatever he's got going on in his life, what you expect people in the world to, to do. If he says something to you, you probably, you know, not going to have, you got the Holy Ghost, you don't have too much influence. But when somebody who's supposed to be a brother or sister, who's supposed to have the Holy Ghost, but they're carnal and they allow the enemy to use them, well, now it becomes an insidious deception. talking about angels, messengers. And you've got to have a made up mind. I'm not going to let nothing separate me. I'm, I'm not going to let nothing distract me from what God's doing. Let, let me just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to, can I just, I'm not going to beat around any bushes tonight. This revival's too great. So I'm, I'm just going to say this. Not everybody who calls this church their church, has this church's best interest in mind. Anybody have enough wisdom to understand that? Now, we love everybody. And I believe we ought to give everybody every chance possible to be what God wants them to be. Even if they're liars, cheaters, gossips, I believe that God gives everybody a space. But you've got to be, you can't be ignorant and think that just because somebody comes to church here, that every person has this church's best interest in mind or the will of God in mind. Did you know there are people that show up to church that have personal agendas and dysfunctional agendas in their life. They know how to sing of the songs. They know how to raise their hand. You might even see them walk up and put something in the offering plate. But when they get an opportunity, they're, they're looking for ears to deliver messages to. And when they feel like they found somebody, here's here, here's the part that's insulting, okay? When they feel like they found somebody dumb enough, without real perspective, you know, you're ignorant, they're going to slide up next to you and try to start talking to you. Oh, did you know this about the church? Did you know that about the church? 
What's the motive? What's the motive? Exactly right. It's division. Can I use a medical term for division? Cancer. That's, that's what cancer is. How does cancer work? It divides the body. It divides the cells in the body. That's how cancer works. And it, that's how it spreads. It tries to find vulnerable parts of the body where it can divide, and it works. And it works, bringing division. Well, guess what? That's part of the enemy's plan to try and be adverse to the miraculous things happening in the house of God. Is this all right tonight? And God needs his church to have enough spiritual discernment to understand when those things are happening. And not subject your walk with God to some carnal person's dysfunction. I've watched it happen before. You get somebody that's got a root of bitterness in their spirit. And they won't repent. They won't get it on the altar. And bitterness always blames everybody else. Bitterness always has a finger to point. And bitterness is never happy by itself. And so it's looking. It's looking for an ear. And it'll do its best to drop whatever it can. Bitterness. Bitterness against saints in the church. Bitterness against leaders in the church. Is this all right tonight? This is the kind of stuff that will help us continue having great revival. Come on, somebody. Well, I just don't like the way that they do this. I just don't think that the way they do this is good. There's only one purpose for that kind of discussion and talk. Notice that they ain't going to some other dead backslid church. And if they disagree so much, why are they still coming here? If you disagree so much, why do you keep showing up? Why you keep pulling up at the table eating our food? I can't stand the way they cook. I'll take some potatoes, please. Tell you why? Because they're being used by the enemy. Come on, I'm 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 preaching some things because at the rate we're having revival, there's so many new converts and people that are coming in that are new, and you're learning, you're learning how to live for God. You're learning that the church is a hospital, and that we don't all have halos on our head. We're not all angels, and you got to make up in your mind. Ain't nobody gonna get me but to backslide. Ain't nobody gonna get me bitter. Ain't nobody going to get me twisted uh, and start opposing my church and the leadership. Of, no, no, no. Ain't nobody going to get in between me and my pastor. Ain't nobody going to get in between me and spiritual. Ain't nobody going to get in between me and my brother. And you got to get some wisdom about you. And you got to get enough, enough strength in you to understand what that's happening and open up your mouth. There's only one way to confront darkness. Turn the light on. 
turn the light on. Like, hold on, honey. First of all, I'm offended that you think I would actually sit here and listen to this kind of garbage. That's, that's your perspective of my spirituality? That's the camp you think I live in? You think I'm one of those people that sit around and talk? No, 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 no. First of all, let's get that straight. You got the wrong person. Number two is why would you let the enemy use you to cause division? I, come on, I'm empowering some people tonight on how to face. You do that and watch the devil duck his head and start scurrying for the door. What I meant was, no, 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 we don't play that game. And I'm going to tell you one of the reasons this is so important because the devil is likened unto a lion. He's likened unto a wolf. Jesus warns about offending little ones. It's all over the scripture. One of the strategies of a predator is to go after the vulnerable. And there is no more vulnerable thing in the wild than, than babies. Baby anything. In the wild, there's such a, a low survival rate of young animals because they are the most vulnerable uh, component in the wild. Even, even baby predators. <laughs> Little alligators, a hundred of them will hatch, three will survive. Because everything else, gobble, they're, they're vulnerable. And how in the world are we going to have hundreds and thousands of people coming through these doors, being born again, brand new babies, and straight into an environment where there's people in the shadows trying to impart and spew their little divisions and bitterness. And A healthy church learns how to handle it right where it's happening. I don't need to stand every single person up that, that I hear is opposing the church. The body knows how to take care of it. When it the, the, I, I heard one good saying that said, gossip stops when it hits a wise man's ears. You stop them dead in their tracks and you let them know, I'm not opening myself up to that spirit. You need to repent. You need to get your heart right with God. Come on, somebody. Let me ask you a question. Do you love that person? Do you love that brother? Do you love that sister? The Bible said faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. They don't need somebody who's just going to cower down and just go along to get along. That's not what they need. A real friend that loves them will say something to them. stopping us now and so when you hear people say that kind of stuff open up your mouth if they're bold enough to if, if that kind of demonic influence is bold enough to stick its head up you be bold enough to take a swing at it come on somebody <laughs> well, y'all didn't know all that was in angels <laughs> 
nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, current circumstances. And I love the next thing. He was so bold to say, nor things to come. I've already prepared myself. It doesn't matter what's coming down the road. I've already got a made-up mind. It's not causing me to lose out with God. Oh, I love that. Hell doesn't know how to handle a saint of God that's got that kind of a made-up mind. It doesn't matter what's coming. You can count my vote right now. It doesn't matter what comes my You're going to find me right here in the house of God. You're going to find me being faithful to the kingdom of God. You're going to find me praying. You're going to find me serving God. You're going to find me winning souls. You're going to find me giving God the praise. You're going to find me faithful. You're going to come on somebody. Ain't no stopping us now. Let's stand. I, I, at least y'all think I'm trying to hurry to close. It's 8.50 if you're taking medicine. Just so you know what time it is. I don't want you to be late. It's 8.50. And so we have to, we have to approach this season with, with committed carefulness as a church. Listen, you heard Bishop Wilson confirm what's been said a hundred times to this church. What's happening here is special. God doesn't just entrust this kind of a thing anywhere. And God's got to have a people that protect it. That are vigilant about protecting the culture of this church. We got to keep a church that's full of faith. We got to keep a church that, that demonstrates brotherly love and, and unity. Come on. Why? Because that's the culture of a revival church. That's the culture of a church, that a healthy church that can bear children. And, and, and just so you're, you're, you're clear tonight, don't, don't, don't get nervous about this thing. There is no more dangerous animal in the wild than a mama with babies. Period. With the teeth. Ain't. Brother Stewart ain't no ain't nothing more dangerous in the wild. The big bucks, the big teeth, the big males. They are nothing in comparison to a mama with babies. That mama will make you wish you were dead if you go to messing with her babies. All that, all that loving, nurturing mama stuff. Go to sleep. Go to sleep, my little. Walk up on mama and that baby. That's how the church has to be with our babies. It's all love. It's all good. It's all. But you, you start messing around with saints and trying to cause division and trying to mess up the environment that we're protecting. Our, no, 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 no. There's a whole shift that happens. Come on, somebody. We got a responsibility to this city. There are lost souls in this city depending on this church not to become distracted. Come on, somebody. 
There's children in apartment complexes right now with destiny and future that are depending on people that don't get sidetracked with a bunch of nonsense in their life. And they've got a clear focus on the call of God that's on their life. Listen, I'm not the only person with the call of God on my life. That's a life from hell. Put your finger in your chest and say, I'm, I've got a call of God on my life. Did you know that? You've got a call of God on your life. And you've got a responsibility to that call of God. To be everything that God has called you to be. So, so, so I'm just talking to us tonight because I'm, 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 I'm excited and I'm ready for this season that we're in. But I want us to be vigilant. I want us to make sure that, 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 that we're, we're, we, devil, we seen you. I see you out there. You ain't hiding from nobody. You ain't fooling us. We got your number and guess what? We're ready for you. We got the word of God in our spirit. We, we, we got the Holy Ghost. We're ready for your tricks. Come on. That, that's what I'm feeling. So that's, that's what tonight's about. I, I want this church. We, we're ready. We're ready for what's happening. As, as they can, it's, already, it's already happening. It's not coming. It's happening. But, but, but it's about to blow our minds. It's about to blow our minds what's happening. And as it's happening, we can't be fooling around with a bunch of nonsense. God needs a whole church that's got some spiritual maturity. And if you've been living for God now three, five years, and you're still struggling with some of these things, I'm going to say it two ways. I love you. I'm praying for you. You got this. And I'm going to say it another way. Grow up. Grow up already. You ought to be doing better than you're doing. I expect the little babies to be walking around. I expect little Theodore every once in a while to walk around. That's what babies do. But I get concerned with some of y'all who've been living for God for five, six years that walk around spiritually like that. It got real quiet right there. Come on. Come on. You, you ought to be doing better than that by now. You should be eating meat, and I'm, we're still having to stick bottles in your mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I just quote scripture? <laughs> I'm just telling you that like the apostle would tell you. He would say, grow up. You don't need to be a bottle baby anymore. You ought to be somebody that we could just depend on. We, we, we ain't got to be worried about you anymore. Ain't got to be worried about you barely hanging on and so, no, 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 no. You got to make it up in your mind right now. That ain't going to be me anymore. God, you can depend on me. You can count on me. Are you ready? I'm going to give you this last thing that I was just reading today. Just part of my thoughts tonight. We're, we're, we're done tonight. I like that. Y'all just keep it ready. I got, I, got to thinking about, I got to think about Nehemiah building the wall. It was a, it was a great work. You, you know, they built that wall in record time. 
I kind of thought about that wall, like what's happening in Fort Myers. Everybody said there's no way they can do it. Everybody said, man, this, how, how are they going to get it done? And when they got it done, they looked back and said, how did they do it so fast? Because when God's anointing is on you to do something, it's just going to happen. You understand me? When God's anointing is on a church like it is this one to have the revival, it's just going to happen. And so Nehemiah's up there. They're working on that wall, man. They're building. They're in the middle of revival, man. We're teaching Bible studies. We're baptizing people. We're trying to disciple them, and we're checking on people, and we're praying, and we're fasting. And guess what the enemy's steadily doing? He's trying to find a weak spot. And here's what Nehemiah 6 says. Y'all go ahead. Just come on. It said, now it came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein. Though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. The enemy, how did he know that there was no breaches around the city? How did he know that? Because the enemy was steadily walking around looking for an opening. Don't you ever get it twisted. The whole time we're shouting and having revival and God's moving, the enemy's walking around the city. He's looking for weak points. He's looking for carnal saints. He's looking for a way in. Verse 2 said, and that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me. They sent a messenger to, to him saying, come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. Because that's how the, the enemy does. Let's go get lunch. Why don't you come over to the house for dinner? And in that innocuous setting that seems so friendly, they use it as an opportunity to start planting seeds of discord. Sitting at the restaurant table talking about their gripes and complaints and their murmuring and complaining. That's what they were trying to do with Nehemiah. Come, come on, Nehemiah, meet us. Meet us out here in Ono. Oh he should have known immediately, oh no. <laughs> Did you know that it's okay sometimes when the enemy's at work to tell somebody, sorry, I can't make it? Or show up ready to say something and just mess the whole dinner up. Say, you know what? This kind of talk sounds like division to me. Let's pray. Here, let's pray, brother. Grab my God, in the name of, you, you'll mess them up quick. In the name of God right now, I pray against every spirit of division that wants to, Woo! I bet you they don't invite you over next week. Prayerfully, they repent and come to a place where they get right with God. <laughs> Back to the story. <laughs> Listen, Nehemiah had discernment. This is what we need. They invited him, he said, but they thought to do mischief. And so I sent messengers unto them saying, Listen to this. I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? 
Why am I going to leave my post of doing what God called me to do to get distracted by the conversation you want to have with me right now? Listen, but here's the enemy. Yet, they sent unto me four times after this sort. They're going to be persistent. And you got to learn how to be emotionally mature enough. They might be people that at one season in your life provided you some sort of companionship that you have to learn to separate from because they're in a place of dysfunction in their life. Four times they came, and I answered them after the same manner. Every time he said the same thing to him. Sorry, I ain't getting involved in that. Sorry, I'm not getting distracted in that mess. What God is doing here is too great for me to get distracted. Then sent Samballot his servant unto me in like manner the fifth time with an open letter in his hand. So finally, he just said, well, if I can't get you to just come over here and me tell you what I want to tell you, I'm going to become more overt with it, become more brazen, and I'm just going to go ahead and say what I'm going to say in the open. And so he sends an open letter wherein was written, it is reported among the heathen, and Gashmu saith it, gossip already, secondhand information already, that there is a king in Judah, and now shall it be reported to the king according to these words? Should I go tell the king what I'm hearing about this, this stuff that's going on? He thought that he would threaten him with a bunch of this nonsense gossip. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. He's trying to blackmail him. I bet you he comes talk to me now. Then I sent unto him, saying, there are no such things done as thou sayest. In other words, William's translation, that's a big, fat lie. You're going to be brazen enough to say that up in the open? I'm going to be brazen enough to tell you in open. That's what happened. You're going to speak that way? I'm going to speak right back to you. He said, that's a lie. And furthermore, he says this. But thou feignest them out of thine own heart. He said, you're making this stuff, stuff up because you got a heart problem. For they all made us afraid, saying, their hands shall be weakened from the work, that it be not done. So then they started trying to put doubt in people's mind about the work that was going on in that church. Oh and trying to somehow cast a shadow on the great things that were happening in this church. And all Nehemiah did was he doubled down, and he said that he prayed and said, Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. God, this is what they're saying. So you know what, God? Just strengthen my hands. Give me strength to work even harder. Give me strength. You know what message he was sending to the enemy? Ain't no stopping us now. 
we're on the wall and we're building a great work. Uh, and devil, there ain't no stop. There's no distractions uh, that are going to stop us. Uh, there's no lies that are going to stop us. Uh, there's no gossip that's going to stop. Come on, somebody. Uh, I want us to stand all over this building tonight and I want us to lift our hands up. Come on, if you've got a revelation tonight that God's called you, uh, that we're in the middle of a, the greatest season we've ever experienced, uh, I want you to begin to lift your hands right now in the presence of God uh, and just begin to say, all right, God, uh, let's move forward. God, strengthen my hands. Uh, God, strengthen my mind. Strengthen my spirit. Uh, God, don't let me fall prey, God, to the, to the devices of the enemy. Don't let me be weak in my mind and in my spirit, God, and, and succumb to the dysfunction of, of other people, but God, give me the strength uh, to be a shining beacon, God. Uh, give me the strength, God, uh, so that I can be what you called me to be. Come on, somebody right now begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Uh, somebody right now begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on, it's a great work. Uh, it's a great work. Uh, it's a great work that we're doing. Uh, come on, it's a great work that we're doing in the name of Jesus. Uh, Come on, uh, no strengthen my hands, God. Strengthen my hands, God. Strengthen my hands, God. In the name of Jesus, come on. Hey, come on, somebody. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, whatever it takes, God. Come on, I can't get distracted, God. I can't get discouraged, God. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I've got an anointing on my life. I've got a call of God on my life. I've got a mantle I've got to carry. I've got a work to do for God. I've got a mission that God's called me to. Come on. In the name of Jesus. In the name Come on, somebody yeah. lift your voice in this place. Yeah. Yes. Come on. I see breakthrough. I see revival. I see promises. I see blessing. I see dominion. I see favor. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody declare it tonight. tonight. Uh, I've got the victory in Jesus' name.